Hey guys, and welcome to The One Up Project. We're simplifying all things finance and lifestyle in a relaxed environment. It's all just a bit of fun, so be sure to keep listening and let the content be a catalyst for your own self-improvement. It's time to talk about budgets and benders, bitches. (laughs) Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of The One Up Project. I really wanted to name the episode budgets and benders bitches or budgets benders and bitches but that just seemed a little too much maybe and I think you should always express who you are but I also can't be bothered with people thinking I'm a freak and I know only the people who listen to the episodes think I'm a freak so that's okay because I know that you're actually loyal and you're listening to the episodes Um, so you're not going to judge me, fingers crossed. But anyway, today I'm so excited for this episode. I love talking about how you can be young and still go out and have the time of your life, but also be responsible financially and because you can do both. It is possible. And I'm definitely not someone who likes to stay inside. I'm a very social person. Um, you know, love drinking, not that you need to do that to be social, but love hanging out with my friends. My friends are a massive part of my life and um, yeah, summer for me is a big time. So I'm so looking forward to this summer. I'm going to Rhythm and Vines at the end of the year um, and just, yeah, so many things lined up. I'm so excited to hit the beach. Um, I live pretty much in West Auckland. Um, so Piha and West Coast Beaches is where I'll be majority of the time, I assume. And I'm just, yeah, so looking forward to it. But anyway, the point of this podcast is pretty much to talk about how we can get our financial life in order while also living our best life. And there's a few ways you can do this. And if you were to Google, you know, how to save money and live a exciting life it would tell you sort of all the basic things in terms of like going out like um always drink in happy hour drink at home rather than out buy in bulk if you can but I wanted to try and take a different spin on it and maybe put a few more creative answers in here for you so hopefully these are ones you either haven't heard before or haven't heard to this extent and yeah we can just have a chat and a discussion about it hopefully this won't be too long because I don't want to bore anyone but yeah it's just me And I feel like I need a co-host because I don't know if you guys imagine me sitting by myself when I do this podcast, but I'm literally just like sitting in my room, my desk with a microphone, laughing and joking to myself. So, oh, I've also just realized that all the examples I've been giving are to do with alcohol. Obviously, the episode's called Budgets and Benders, so, you know, you clicked into this. But this can relate to, you know, spending money on anything. We spend a lot of money on food when it comes to summer out of convenience and You know, if you want a lemonade ice block at the peak of summer, you want a lemonade ice block, even though they're a dollar. But yeah, we're going to get into all sorts of things. And yeah, let's just end the intro here and get into it. So I would like to think that you are a very organized person and suss your New Year's and summer break trips earlier in the year which means that by the time you get to summer you've already paid for them and it doesn't feel like as big of an expense um so I guess my first thought around this would be to start saving for summer and winter they say summer bodies are made in winter but I actually think it's summer bank accounts are made in winter guys and look I know we're in December right now so that's a bit late there but 
for people who are listening to this episode a year down the track, this will still be relevant to you, hopefully when it's in winter. So start saving your summer coin in winter. There's a few different ways you can do this. I actually have a coin jar I use and I put any cash. So this kind of goes against the normal rule and obviously it's all going to depend on what works for you and there will be a disclaimer at the end. But um, I personally use a coin jar that stores any spare cash I have in it. So any coins, notes, any cash. And why I said that this goes against maybe the normal thing that people tell you to do is because I am not the kind of person who will pull out $200 in cash a week as my spending money and then that's when that's gone, that's gone. Although in saying that, I do think that's a very, very effective way of saving and I would recommend you doing that if you need to be really strict on yourself. Um, so the idea behind that is when you you come up with a budget and you have a weekly allowance that you're allowed to spend, say it's $200, you pull out $200 in cash at the beginning of each week, that is your spending money so you don't take your card anywhere. When it's gone, it's gone. Um, and so obviously you've accounted for all your other expenses like bills and groceries before that, but this is for entertainment purposes and leisure spending. So once the $200 is gone, it's gone. So that kind of goes against the coin jar because you would then put cash in there, but I suppose you could also use that method and just put any spare cash from the week inside that jar. The reason I find this helpful is just because I'm just dumping all the money in there and I'm quite disciplined in the sense that I will never reach for it. So at the moment I've got, I think, around $600 in cash in this jar. Um, And, you know, for growing long-term wealth, do not put money in a jar or under your bed or anything. That's not what you want to do. But this is just simply something very short-term I do, you know, within six months just trying to get a bit of cash for the summer. So anyway... So I won't touch that and I will just let that grow as I put more money into it and I have a purpose for that jar. So either you could use that as like your summer spending money, that to me is my RMV money. So that's going to cover costs um, like alcohol, food, gas. Um, I don't know if it'll be enough but you know it'll be a really good contribution to have and something that is separate from my bank account. So when I look at my bank accounts, that money obviously isn't included in that amount. And so it's kind of like a bit of a relief when it comes to spending because I know I've got that there. And so you could apply that method to anything. And even though it's December now, you can still start doing that because there's still a long summer ahead of us. And it's always nice to just have a little bit of backup money, I suppose. Now, you can also do this in the form of a bank account. So if you're not a physical coin jar kind of person or you potentially have a little brother that steals from that jar, which is was my situation when I was younger, not so much now, at least not that I know of. And yeah, another tip, just make sure you're counting up that money so you know if that any goes missing, you've got proof that you counted it beforehand. Um, or you might just have, you know, reasonable family and flatmates that don't steal from you. Uh, hopefully that is the case. But you can do that with... A bank account as well uh, so set up a separate account called you know summer savings and just distribute money into there each week if you started in say May this year and put $10 in a week you'd have 280 bucks in there now and that might not seem like a lot but that is such a good top up I feel when you need it just to pull you through a night out like not like a night out you don't want to be taking a savings for a night out but as in an unexpected birthday dinner or a present or there's some sort of event that you you know you have to attend and you need some cash for it that's the kind of situation that's really helpful for it just takes off that extra stress 
Now, this is also one that's a little bit in hindsight, and I am going to get into some real-time ones soon, but I'm just getting these out of the way for the future people who listen to these episodes. But Black Friday and Cyber Monday sales are always thebomb.com in the sense that they always provide large discounts. Now, I also want to say that I understand that there are environmental impacts of consumerism when it comes to Black Friday and Cyber Monday sales and that is not necessarily positive and that is why I try my best not to participate in those sales because I understand their impacts in that way and I'm trying to be a bit more environmentally conscious when it comes to my purchases but I also understand that a lot of people can't prioritize that and at the end of the day you need to survive so if that is something that you feel comfortable doing and would take advantage of I would recommend always using Black Friday and Cyber Monday sales for your Christmas presents and summer wardrobe Um, first of all because it's early enough that you can get your Christmas presents sorted and not be stressed but also that you're close enough to that summer point where say the clothes that you buy then will you'll still like by the time you get to summer or whatever in terms of shopping I would um, add one of those Chrome extensions to your desktop like Honey which automatically searches the internet for I should be you know how David Dobrik always does Honey ads and stuff I should be sponsored by them um, but yeah like Honey is one of those Chrome extensions that scans the internet for discounts and then automatically apply or like it either automatically applies it or you apply it yourself there's another one I had recently I think it's called We Thrift maybe so there's that one and there's also lots of cashback um, there's not many I've seen in New Zealand can I just say that but there are lots in Aussie America and the UK that you can use and heaps of influencers always talk about them where you shop and then you get points or cash back for shopping through their website and basically um, I guess the shops that are partnered with the shop back or cash back sites get paid commission for them shopping through them and that's how they make the money. There's one like that I don't know if it works on commission or I don't even know how this one works but this guy messaged me on the Instagram one time about it and it's called save some um dot co dot nz I'm pretty sure but that might be another one you want to check out in terms of you put in receipts oh, save some dot nz you put in receipts and then you get cash back so those are those are really helpful sites as well um and you know the usual op shop where you can you can usually find some gems in those op shops like especially for um like brand new books and things like that because you know you think with books a lot of people will just read it once and if they've got no one to give it to they'll have to just give it away so things like that um are really great to find in secondhand stores also gives you a good opportunity to do some DIY projects over the summer you know if you're wanting to do some home decor and spray paint some old things you find a secondhand store with the colors that match the theme of your house and things like that I see heaps of YouTubers doing them and I love I love DIY projects I don't often do them but I love watching them so if you're into that that's something else as well okay now moving on here's something you can do in real time right now and that is start a side hustle Ooh, I feel like this is controversial because some people are like oh you don't need to start a side hustle but this is for the people who actually want to make more money Um, so this isn't like a passion project, this is a side hustle, so this is purely for the cash dollars, and that is totally all good. I used to think it was quite hard to come up with a side hustle, because I always had to align it with a passion project, but can I just tell you right now, you do not need to do that, and there are so many different routes you can take to make a bit of extra cash that don't involve 
putting flies around the neighborhood to mow people's lawns or babysitting. So let's get into that. Sidekicker is an amazing NZ business um, and I spent my last summer doing sidekicker jobs and it was the ultimate side hustle. It was actually a lot of fun and I gained the most random array of experience ever. I could tell you a few stories from this actually. Um, It is basically a middleman hiring platform for temporary and casual staff. So both businesses and employees or workers or contractors can use this for a range of different jobs and I'm on their site now so I'm going to give you a quick rundown of what you can sort of do on here because it is actually really awesome and if you haven't heard of it and you want to do some sort of side hustle thing this could actually be life-changing for you. So they offer work in a range of different industries being hospitality, events and exhibitions, business support, warehousing and logistics and promotions. I think I did most of the work for them in promotions and events and exhibitions because I was really over hospo by the time I finished my hospo job and I was working in a reception job at the time so I was kind of interested in doing something different. Um, So there's a mix of like quite physical labor work in here as well as um, I guess just being a front person for a business or whatever. Um, Range of shifts and I guess I'll give you an explanation from my experience because that's probably what's going to be most relevant and relatable and easy to understand. So the process starts with an online application on their website and then once you're accepted through that you have to go in for an in-person interview and like a little workshop thing and they'll basically just ask you about you and you're kind of with a group of people and then if it's all good to go through that little interview process which is super not intimidating by the way it's really straightforward and they're basically just checking you're not a complete crazy person once that's done they'll allow you onto the platform and then I think within 24 hours you through an app or their website can get like a list of jobs relevant to the areas you've chosen and then you can basically just apply so you have a profile on their site and then you just apply for these odd jobs and um, then the employer on the other side so the business has to accept you and I just wanted to mention that this is for New Zealand and Australia so they're in both and they actually have an aged care industry in Aussie as well so if that's something you're interested in getting into and just getting some experience with that could also be really good and this is also just great for a big range of experience so they do only they are only in certain cities so it depends on the businesses obviously that need to hire people so I would just check out what areas they're in as well but basically you apply for the job the business will accept or decline you and I, apparently it's quite hard to get your first few jobs, but I just applied for like 80 and, you know, you're guaranteed to get a couple um, and just make sure the t- um, shift times don't overlap. But I actually think they might eradicate that on the app somehow. But anyway, the sort of jobs you could be doing, like an example of one I did was I gave out popcorn at Bunnings. I ran a photo booth at a vape event at a vape, a vape launch, actually. Um, I sold drinks at the Auckland Food Show. I did a range of different things, got a range of different injuries, and met a range of different people. And it was just a really good experience to 
throw yourself in the deep end and meet a whole lot of people but also get some quick cash like the shifts a lot of the time I feel like they were either really short or really long I was either doing like a 10 hour shift or a three hour shift um, and you're usually getting paid somewhere between 20 and 25 dollars an hour which is pretty sweet when you're a uni student and you're just trying to work the odd shift during the summer I'm actually considering getting back into that because it was really good other sites similar to this are Upwork and Fiverr so Fiverr is Israeli based I think and Upwork not sure where they're based but like they're both global platforms that you can use and sell I was about to say sell yourself but that's not exactly the platform for that I don't think more like sell your services um so you could contract out your services so say I did social media work I created like YouTube thumbnails or something and I charge 10 bucks an hour you can basically sell those services on or through these platforms and people will hire you and they can hire you based on like cost experience um reviews from other people anything really so it's a really great opportunity to not only earn a bit of cash but also just monetize some unique or common skill sets that you might have and that you're interested to get a little bit more experience behind you in I think I've always said this you can really monetize anything these days if you know you're smart about it and I've heard conversations on both sides where people say oh everyone tells you to monetize you don't need to do that and absolutely not you don't need to do that but if you want to monetize it, then you definitely can. And these are great sites to do that. For example, um, I haven't used either of these sites. Or I've actually used Upwork, but not been the contractor. I've worked with a contractor from Upwork. Um, but for me, for example, I do some real basic level contracted social media work for a couple of businesses. And if I wanted to use these websites, I could say, all right, Sarah Kelsey got this and that experience, done this and that. Like here's some testimonials. I charge $15 an hour to create whatever you want on Canva or something like that. I mean, they probably won't know it's on Canva, but the point being you create yourself a profile and you can pretty much provide any services that you would like to that you can maybe you're a great copywriter maybe you can write captions on videos like English subtitles or something maybe you can fix someone's really basic website problems with Shopify or WordPress or you know there's so many things if you can do something from a computer you can sell it on Upwork or Fiverr and I would really recommend checking them out you don't have to be the most talented person in the world you don't have to be extremely intelligent skillful anything you can just jump on there and have a crack. You can also do this through LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn is an extremely powerful tool for this. So um, say you, again, wanting to contract out services for social media, put that in your bio, start messaging a bunch of relevant people or brands and say, do you need anyone to do some cheap social media work for you? I charge $20 an hour and you know this is these are some examples of what I've done in the past um, maybe you're really good at CEO which is search engine optimization and you can improve that for a business who needs it at a cheap cost um, you could go in and do that uh, I guess I'm just using lots of social media or marketing type examples because that's kind of what I'm used to right now but oh if you're like you know basic can do basic bookkeeping or I know virtual assistants are huge these days and so many people wanting to be so much more efficient with what they do uh, when they're on the come up in their corporate career or whatever being a, a virtual assistant can be really valuable so organizing people's I don't know calendars or doing their scripts for a speech maybe you're a good writer editor 
grammatical error person. You can literally do anything and LinkedIn is a really good way to promote yourself there and message people and try and gain clients I suppose in that way and really build a business for yourself and before you know it if that's something you enjoy you could have a full-on business for yourself but like I said no pressure to do that this is a side hustle and so you shouldn't be putting any pressure on yourself to make it this big thing it's simply a side hustle you're simply doing it to make yourself some cash there's nothing really more to it and that's fine so just treat it like that if you're looking for free product, I've got two Facebook pages to recommend you. Um, one sort of giving me the idea from the other one, but Snap My Snaps is Viv and Tash, you know, Ace the Grand. Um, their Facebook page, which basically connects brands with micro influencers or budding photographers and content creators, or just someone who's semi-decent with a camera and can take good shots so basically how this works or how I've seen it work on the page is a brand will upload a photo of say they've got a yoga mat brand and they'll say look I'm looking for a couple people in a beach town who can take a few photos of them on these yoga mats and I'll send you out two yoga mats in return so you're not earning money, but you're getting free product or whatever, which is, I reckon is just as good. And there are a lot of um, drinks companies and, you know, all sorts of brands on that page. I love it. I personally don't have that aesthetic of a personal Instagram so I don't feel like I can do it because you want to show your proof, right? So you want to show this is my Instagram, you know, I'm a budding content creator or, you know, I'm decent at taking photos. Here are a couple of photos I've taken in the past. And the brand will decide from there, okay, cool, your profile looks great. We're sending you out two yoga mats. Could you please get us 20 images or something like that? Um, so that's a really awesome way to get free product, but also get your foot in the door if being a content creator and doing that side of things is something you want to do. You know, being an influencer is a job now <laughs> so if that's something that you want to be and you have value you think you can give it in that way whether it's through photography or storytelling or something else that would be a great page for you to get on and you can do the exact same thing on a page like girls in business I've seen lots of content creators or micro influencers posting on there um, asking if any brands are looking for content if you're going away, Kennedy mentioned this in his episode, he went to Bali and asked brands if they wanted content, I've seen a few other people do this when they've been going down to Wanaka or Queenstown and saying look I'm going to be in this environment, would you want any photos in this kind of landscape and they've gone yep for sure, you know here's free whatever, so it can work in that way as well. Now I asked some of you guys to contribute with your answers as to what you thought would be good ways of saving money or making money over um, the summer and I wanted to share some of those now so a few of you have already said the ones that I've mentioned that were my original ideas but there were some that I really wanted to to post and tell you guys about because um, I actually had a lot of people contribute to that which was awesome so it shows that a lot of you um, try to save money in the summer too because I guess you know it is a expensive time it's Christmas it's presents it's there's so many events happening and you don't want to miss anything and you want to be social and it's all part of it um and you want to have a good time you know you don't want to be stressing about money that's something that I really hate is if I'm on holiday or I'm doing something that I'm supposed to be enjoying and all I can think about is how I'm going to afford dinner that night like it's just so stressful so anyway here are a few contributions from you guys so someone has said 10% of paycheck goes into spending account for travel yep definitely start another account 
for throughout summer and work out how much weekly would be ideal for you to spend. Someone else has said look for summer sales and coupons. This is something that in Auckland I've always struggled to do. I always try to find deals at restaurants. When I was in Wellington on Saturdays at this place called Chow, which is such a sick restaurant. If you're ever down there, you should go. But they do two-for-one cocktails on a Saturday night of all nights. And you would just never find that in Auckland. Or at least I don't know about places like that. So try and look for deals and look on people's um, walls when you're going into like restaurants. Look on on the front glass. And also when you're going out at a bar, bars and clubs, I'm pretty sure, will always have specials on a blackboard or a whiteboard above the bar and I always miss it but I've just recently noticed maybe I'm an idiot and never knew that but they've usually always got Red Bull and Vodka on there which is usually quite an expensive drink so just look above the bar um, at the specials and there might be something on there that you're interested in drinking as well for like 10 bucks which is ideal so someone said again having a separate account to dedicate that money to and only using that which I think is great Uh, Taking your own snacks to the beach and on walks, very important, being organized is probably a point around this when you're going to the beach. It can be so easy to just decide, oh, buy something from a cafe here, there and everywhere and suddenly you spend $80 in a day on food. So I think being prepared and actually having food you enjoy, because I know for me, like I'll say, oh yeah, I'll be healthy and just pack celery, um, which is so unhealthy habit by the way, that's yeah not okay but yeah I'll be like all right I'll just pack celery and then I get there and I'm thinking I don't want to just eat celery you know where's the mince and cheese pie at so it's important to be prepared take food that you actually will enjoy and that will last as well or at least have some ice packs in the bag this is probably obvious shit but you know I'm an idiot when it comes to stuff like that um so someone said home barbecues with mates over going out for dinners definitely potluck dinners let's normalize doing that potluck dinners champagne breakfast everyone brings a plate you know load up the Weber with some saucies and just have a good time I absolutely love barbecues one of my favorite things with friends um so yeah definitely doing that is important someone said drive less so yeah summer is a great excuse to walk more um you'll also be fitter that way uh or bike more if you can uh someone said work as much as possible you have less time to spend money I used to do this every summer in uni I would just work so much and that would just be my mindset thinking well if I'm working I can't spend money so if I was gutted I had to go to work I was like you know what but at least I'm not spending money so I think that's actually a really good one if you can get in the mindset of doing that um someone has said make homemade coffee if you can someone said I trick my brain to think I'm real poor and have no money it actually works um I feel like I've done this before as well like I'll have you know, my savings in a bank account that I can access, but I'll, I will just refuse to look at that account and I'll only look at the account that is my spending account. And I feel like you have to be a certain kind of person to do this because some people just can't do that and aren't wired that way. So that's probably a personal thing if you can just not look at the account and only look at your spending account. Someone has said, beach and a book or a podcast. It's free. I love that. There's honestly nothing more that I love than lying on a beach with a book or a podcast and just fully relaxing that is probably one of the times where I feel very relaxed like my mind can actually go blank um, when I do that which is so nice 
Um, again, someone said drive less. Someone has said pay yourself first. Can't waste money if you put it away. 100% paying yourself first is the golden age-old rule. And it's so important. So even when you are spending money over summer, make sure before you do that, you're still sticking to your budget or your plan where you're paying yourself first for your long-term wealth. So that's what the concept of paying yourself first means. It basically means you're paying for your future self first. So you're putting in, you know, you're putting away the money for investing, maybe KiwiSaver or long-term savings. You're putting that away first when you get your money and then your expenses. And then we're trickling down to discretionary income, which uh, is what we spend on food and drinking and that kind of thing. Oh, this is quite creative. So someone has said round up every purchase to the nearest $5 and the difference goes to a dedicated savings account. Then they've got an example here. If you spend $11.50 on lunch, then $3.50 would go to your spare change account, in quotation spare change, um, air quotes, sorry. So that's a really awesome way to do it. So you're just rounding up money and then putting the excess into an account and then that would add up so quickly so I suppose that's kind of what I'm doing a similar concept to what I'm doing with the coin jar when I spend money just any of the excess will go straight into there um, and then it just adds up over time and you don't even notice because you were going to spend that money anyway and you didn't really know how much it was going to be so love that someone has said use automatic transfers on payday straight to your savings account so you don't have to think about it I always underestimate this because I feel like everyone knows that but then I feel like there are also people who don't do that so definitely set up your automatic transfers if you haven't already they're so crucial and key I'm kind of one of those absolute freaks that enjoys distributing out money when I receive it so I kind of like the satisfaction of doing it manually but if you're not someone who likes that then I would have an automatic transaction ready to go I actually do have automatic transactions but if I am feeling real nerdy, I like to do it myself. Um, someone else has also brought up paying yourself first again, which is so awesome. I'm glad to see some of you guys stick by that rule. We've got um, some of Viv's old suggestions around preloading Scrumpy, which is so ideal. Then we've got pack your own lunches or snacks when going for hikes, picnics and beach hangs. Absolutely, we touched on this before. Definitely pack your own lunches and stick to it, Okay. Pack food that you're actually going to enjoy. Um, someone has said, round up monthly bills through the year. So in December, the month, everything is in credit. That's a great idea. So you're kind of rounding up your bills. And then in December, you'll have like sort of the leftover money in credit, which will go towards your December bill. So it'll be less of a stress when you go to pay it because you'll probably have less to pay. It's a great idea. Um, same person's also said they do surveys. So that's another side hustle type thing you could do. Surveys for vouchers. I always tried to hack that when I was younger, but I just never did enough for it to get anywhere. But if you're someone who could actually do enough, then I think that's a great, great idea. Um, and then someone has said like use Airbnb instead of hotels and stuff, which is a great suggestion as well. So that kind of sums up all I wanted to say guys, and we're at 30 minutes now, so I hope I haven't gone on for too long and that was semi-exciting, but basically hopefully that helps you next time you're about to get on the piss. Just kidding. Um, don't need alcohol. Sorry, I keep mentioning that. I'm bloody going into the classic Kiwi binge drinking culture, which is not good is it but anyway these are some tips because look half of us are going to do it anyway so we may as well try to be financially responsible while we are um 
and I hope you have an amazing Christmas and New Year's. I'm going to be posting all throughout that time anyway, so you'll be hearing from me again. Don't worry about that. But I hope some of these tips actually did help you. And if you've got any that we missed here, feel free to flick me a message on Instagram and I'll share it on my stories. Follow me over there for further details at The One Up Project. And I just can't wait to keep chatting to you guys over the summer. And I hope that you have got some really awesome things planned and are taking a break because I know we all need to reset. So thanks, guys. Oh, cue the disclaimer, by the way. The One Up Project is an educational platform providing information that is general in nature and has no intention of being financial advice. There may be opinions or an individual's experience within this resource that should not be considered as recommendations or personal advice. Everyone's financial situation is so different and you must use the information provided within the podcast at your own risk. Please complete your own due diligence before making any financial decisions based on the information within this resource. I'm not a qualified, registered or authorised financial advisor and if you require legal, financial or other expert advice, you should seek assistance from a professional advisor. Thanks guys. Alright guys, thank you so much for listening. I really hope you were able to take something valuable away. Um, Be sure to subscribe and keep up with the socials for further episodes at The One Up Project and I'll catch you on the next one.